Jeezy was a, another big one that I forgot to mention coming up, but he was a big Southern rapper, but like big beats, not as much club stuff. He had some, but not like huge. But he could he could rap. Like he was he was a legit artist. Ain't got a young Jeezy. <laughs> you know that's from. I don't know what you said. You know that's from. I don't. Akon and Young Jeezy. Oh, 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 that's what you said. Yeah, yeah. You just very pushed the words. Away. I just didn't catch that. Akon and Young Jeezy. <laughs> All right, we get started. Yeah, we'll, we'll start. Action. Start. I am so excited, by the way. <laughs> I'm really pumped to talk about this. I was so happy the whole time listening to everything I got to listen to and looking through it and everything like that. And it really made me like rediscover right. my love of hip hop. Of what? <laughs> yeah, I should say. Of hip hop. Yeah. Specifically 2000s hip hop, Mac, is what we're talking about today. And I'm excited. We This was on the original list yeah. of things to talk about. Yeah. That... Somehow we've just kept putting off. It's been like it's it's been two years. It's kind of insane that we've just continued to put it I off. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to talk about it. Um, and I guess like overall run through, we'll be going just kind of like, what was hip hop like beforehand? Kind of entering 2000s. What what like arrived and like, I don't know during that time period and kind of made like a new wave and a new staple and a new direction for hip hop <clears throat> and. I guess good, bad trends, favorites that you had, favorites that I had, and I, I also would say probably some things that are like, there's probably going to things that have come up where you said even like just looking up stuff where you're like, I forgot that this existed. And there's definitely people like that because they only existed for a short period of time yeah. in the 2000s for hip hop yeah. and then faded away. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe at the end, probably overall discussion of how it influenced music today and yeah. hip hop today, or especially. at least going into the next decade you know going for into sure. the 2010s at, yeah. the very, at the very least yeah definitely definitely so so yeah. you're just gonna take me on a journey on take you on a you journey know, i've got okay i've i've got like i've been doing my research by listening to pre-made playlists in case like there's things that i'm missing because there's there's <coughs> obviously artists that everybody thinks of and yeah. there's songs that everybody thinks of um but i wanted to make sure i was trying to cover it all but in terms of like kind of those topics i've got like a probably a basic opinion for or background for all of them yeah. but not nearly as much as that as you'll have mm -hmm. um so i figure you'll just lead sure lead into w whatever and then i'll just bounce some stuff off you and then uh we'll be freestyling can i ask let's freestyle yeah for sure <laughs> can i ask what like i know generally your taste with like kind of modern hip-hop but like do you listen to a lot of 90s or like hip hop even or 2000s hip hop? Like do you think that's in your daily rotation? Not not really daily rotation. That might be more just because of the way that I listen to music. Music with like Spotify of like not there's not really anything on my like songs, but when we play Spikeball or you know something where like old Jay-Z or or Biggie or like someone like that, it, like I'm happy when that comes on or I'll play that at a party because I'm happy to, because I want to listen to it. But in terms of like a daily rotation, not really. Yeah. Um, just it doesn't, I mean, maybe now it will because it's just things that I've started to remember. 
Um, so it's like, it's always, I've always enjoyed it, but it's never been like an actual, at least since I've had Spotify, like something that I'm seeking out really. Yeah. Unless gotcha. for a specific reason. And like, do you remember when you first started listening to hip hop, like in rap? Well, yes. <clears throat> like how old you were? When yes. Like it became like, It was Eminem and Ludacris. Fuck yeah. Um, Main staples when I was, in 2006. When I was way, way too young <laughs> to be listening to both of them. Like 2005-ish. Everybody was way too um, young. You're never old enough for Eminem. That's true. You know. But like... Yeah. Not that Eminem. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Like I was um, on another level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember like we owned the... We earned, we owned a couple. I specifically remember seeing Encore as like a CD. CDs. Yeah. Hell I want to yeah. say we we owned prior albums, but I I know I can see Encore. Yeah. Um, and then Red Light District, we owned a CD of um, nice. Ludacris, and yep. so those were like my first. Right. Those are my first. Those are two great ones. Yeah. Pretty, two very pretty, different styles too, of of but, rap. But definitely a reason why. Ludacris is still on my radar now. I yeah, mean, yeah, he's off the radar of like, yeah. I think a high majority of any music except listeners. for people that watch Fear Factor, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> huge percentage of people. <laughs> right? <there>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I think you? that's true. Well, yours was mostly from your sister, right? It's definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. what started it. And she was like, so I'm trying to think. So she's, I'm gonna date her a little bit here. She's gonna be upset about it. But she's nine years older than I am, and um. So when she was in high school, I was like six. So I was really kind of too young to like when she started high school. I was too young <laughs> to be into music in general. <laughs> but I remember being like nine and starting to like get into hip hop after her. Like she like kind of introduced me to do it. And she was listening to a lot of Eminem, a lot of Fifty Cent, Jay Z, the and then Ludacris was another big one. Um, and like southern rap is what really took over during that time so it was like a lot of the snap music yeah, that yeah, you hear, like young yeah. jock those guys young yep. buck um yeah dem franchise boys mm. yeah dude lean with the rock with it. Hitting them all. we'll get into it don't <laughs> worry um but yeah that was like my first impression of it and then i remember the first time i really got into like an artist was like an old one was nas was like right. i found a not my friend showed me a nas song like one of the music videos um what was it it wasn't Nas's like, I forget the song. I'll remember later. But um, it was like really just like powerful, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna check out this guy because I really like his lyrics. And then that just like threw me down this rabbit hole of just being in love with it. Yeah. Um, and but, I mean, he was still releasing albums. <clears throat> yeah. At that time, anyway. Oh yeah. Like, it's, which is kind of perfect because he had been around for a decent decent mm-hmm. while. Yeah. But then you still had the current stuff. Yeah, I know? forget when his so debut that, album I feel like was. That's like, great person to it was to yeah open up the world yeah he was huge he i think he started i think he came out in 93 something like that was yeah no i think it was came mid 90s yeah I something to, like that i was trying to look it up earlier yeah um but yeah so we'll we'll get to him but let me paint you a picture entering the year 2000 for rap so hip-hop kind of started y2k dude that's crazy <laughs> my dad bought a generator i remember <laughs> he told me about that um anyway i wonder how many people actually don't know about y2k because it's not like it's never it's gets only like about. joked about, yeah, yeah, like by randomly, like yeah. really randomly. Um, anyway, I don't know if you know about anything about like the genesis of hip hop, but like a lot of it was just kind of dudes in New York rapping over like beat breakdowns and like rapping. They were like just doing rhymes up on a stage. It kind of started from like yeah. hype guys for DJs turning into rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really kind of like basic 
like run dmc type like hello my name is this and mm-hmm. i'm a rapper type stuff rapper's delight rapper's delight was yeah that kind of thing um you mean like nwa was pretty yeah. Pretty basic. Well, NWA still that's that's like '90s. So like, well, mm-hmm. '80s kind of. Is oh, when you're it talking starts. '80s, '80s. Yeah, I mean, early '80s is when it kind of starts. Yeah, yeah. And then the first guy to really get like lyrical was Rakim, and he got like he he changed the, like Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane was big, and then but I remember I was watching a documentary Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix, which is really good. He talked about like the first time he heard Rakim, he was like, "Fuck, like I'm not doing that." And like I can't do that, and that was like the first guy who really kind of brought different kind of cadence and yeah, like, yeah, just like a whole new kind of alternative way to do it. And then from there you get like NWA, EPMD, and like uh, Grandmaster Flash was another big one. But like it really became kind of like a voice of the streets. Like it was street stories, right. like gangster rap became right. huge right. and like really violent. I mean that was like that was a turbulent time mm-hmm. in the country with like the LA riots and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, so it was big representation of that. Um, but a lot of, a lot of gangster rap, a lot of guns, like people were like kind of afraid of hip hop music, Mm -hmm. like taking over. And the nineties kind of carried that forward to a degree. You had the East coast versus the West coast. You had like Biggie, Diddy, Mace, all those guys, Nas, and it was like Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Dre, Mm -hmm. Ice Cube, all those guys. And there was like legit violence, obviously, because it ended up both of them being murdered, Tupac in 96. And then... Notorious Big was 98, I think, <coughs> something like that. So that was where you were entering to the 2000s, like mostly gangster rap, um, the whole East Coast, West Coast battle. South wasn't really that involved in, in hip-hop yet. Right. Um, and East and West were like the two distinct styles that you could kind of break down. In, yeah, right, East and West, right, okay. Yeah. So at that point, because I know, I feel like I know the music of both east and west artists obviously and i can think of like like that g-funk like yeah influence for sure from the west Mm -hmm. but then did the east have any specific characteristics that Um, you that you would that you could attribute or it just was like you just kind of knew by the artists that that did it because especially because their lyrics are going to be more catered toward you know new york themes yeah that makes sense i mean i guess like i I don't know if i could really i don't know if i'm well equipped enough to speak to that i mean they did a lot of soul sampling with that kind of stuff which is like kanye's big influence and Mm -hmm. thing like that is like where he gets that from um but yeah i guess the difference would be the samples i guess the the drum breakdowns like just the drums were like more involved in the east coast stuff it kind of seemed like and West Coast was kind of like more like easy riding flow. Yeah, so that, and maybe New York the, was the grittier energy, and yeah, harder. Right. The energy might be the way that you yeah. could like categorize it. Yeah. Um, you know, the West Coast had the, you know, NW had fuck the police and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like it wasn't like it was just like, we're all happy over here. But it was just kind of more like in the way those two coasts are viewed just in general with the people that are East Coast people and yeah. West Coast people. Yeah. There's more of like a harsher, grittier kind of East Coast vibe. And West yeah. is like, you know, it was sunshine, like the West is like do drugs because i'm doing uh, drugs because i'm having a good time yeah, i'm chilling or i'm yeah i'm chilling i'm right and i'm better than all you yeah and then the east was i'm doing drugs because it's been hard right <laughs> and i need to make it's been money. rough yeah but both both talked about dealing drugs yeah. and gang bang and like all that yeah. kind of stuff that was like yeah. huge with it um so yeah so that was where you're at entering the 2000s brief history lesson brief history lesson and then you get to the 2000s and the 2000s really introduced like club hits and like trap bangers so that's where the south comes in so it shifted a lot from like 
street stories and like kind of people just talking about their lives to like we're getting drunk i have a ridiculous amount of jewelry on check out my car yeah i have women Talking like and we're having a good time right. in the club and like that was like new like it really kind of just like it wasn't that much but, of a positive but when thing people before. were talking about their lives like you're saying before i mean it's still it's not like really much of an you can correct me if i'm wrong if i'm wrong here but it still wasn't that like introspective necessarily it was more like just here's what's going on in my life i'm doing these bad things or i'm like in the 90s yeah yeah like um, a, as it turned to a degree into, into the 2000s it wasn't like so the 2000s didn't they weren't the first people to do like the vulnerable kind of rap like biggie was actually he was huge on that a lot of people don't know that but there's like his whole his whole one of his one of the considered the best albums of all time hip-hop albums is ready to die that's the one where he's a baby on the front of it with the afro he's okay. kind of sitting mm-hmm. so that one had like the warning and like suicidal thoughts and stuff like that like that was like Real. Okay, so it was it yeah. was it was out there for sure. It might have not been yeah in the public eye as much because it's not no. like the stuff that's gonna make it. But it was. But there was the underground. It was scene. there though. Yeah. yeah, there was that kind of stuff. Okay. The what what'll be the big difference, which we'll kind of get to as we move through the two thousands, because you can kind of split it into two different segments, not of equal length, but it kind of splits. Um, the vulnerability comes back, but it takes a melodic turn, so it goes from like just heavy kind of lyrics to like. Now it's like rappers are kind of singing it, and yeah. it's like the yeah. the beats change, and it's all it's Kanye West really to yeah. a big degree. Yeah. Um, but the first part, so like early two thousands is like in the beginning. I, I'm trying to think. Get Rich or Die Trying came out, which was gangster rap to a degree, but also in the club and a lot of like huge club hits from Fifty Cent. Um, trying to think who else off the top of my head. Fifty Cent, Ja Rule, Ja. People teaming up with R&B singers, that was huge, and he was, like, one of the biggest parts of that. Kanye drops, um, not late registration, graduation, I think, in 03. Graduation, I, I just looked at Not up. graduation. Graduation was uh, late. College yeah, dropout, college 03. Dropout. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's him. There's Nelly shows up. Um, Timbaland is a big part with Ludacris. Common, Cameron. Cameron, Jim Jones, Joel Santana, they were, like, the diplomats. They were, like, the New York guys. Um but the south, the southern guys really show up. So like Nelly was a southern guy. Um, Three Six Mafia was a big one. Uh, Keek to Sneak, <laughs> we talked about him before. Uh, P.D. Pablo, yeah, he sucks. Um, T.I. Like a lot of dudes out of Atlanta. Outcast, right, um, they right. had started in the '90s, but their first album, which came out in uh, the 2000s, that came out in the year 2000, was Stankonia. Um, and I think that was the one that had like the way you move on it and like. Or was that the next one? And that's the next one, but yeah, it had it. didn't it have like that's so fresh bombs and so over clean. Bag. Yeah, it had yeah. bombs over Baghdad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like so like Outcast was they were already a big part of the south, the south, but yeah, but um, they became yeah in those next like three or four years. Yeah, another huge couple albums. Then Speaker Box, The Love Below comes out. Did you see how large that album is? Oh yeah, the album is huge. <laughs> Forty songs. Yeah, it's like. ridiculous. Um, so it just takes this turn from like street stories, which still exist, but now it's like now we're having fun in the club. Yeah, and so obviously. Like there's always been the bravado. The for at least a lot of the rap you hear, like there always been that bravado. Yeah. But it seemed like this change like really elevated that. Right. Like it was like, I get so many girls, 
that like I don't even care. Yeah. This just jewelry thing, like I can't even hold my yeah. head up because there's so many, you know, like right. these cars and rings. Chain and gave all me that back stuff. pain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, Southerners are wearing fucking fur coats. <laughs> yeah, for it's no crazy. reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just flexing all the right. time. I guess is there a way to like pinpoint why? I guess it hadn't really been heard before. Like, it was just, like, an energy that hadn't really been explored well, before. I mean, I would say, I think part of it is, like, so, like, there's an upswing of black culture becoming, like, a real dominant force just in the mainstream that started in the 90s, like, with TV shows and music in general. Um, I don't know. I think there was prosperity in the black community. Like, like, it just, like, kind of yeah. never before seen. Like, the 80s was the era. Like, you had the professional athletes, but the 80s of the era, like, you think the NBA, they had a lot of, like, drug problems and issues like that. But then the 90s, you get Michael Jordan, and, like, you start getting... There's, like, the late 80s was Showtime Lakers. Like, you kind of get this, like, elevation of status for African Americans. So, I think it's, like, times are good. Right. And there was, like, we're going to we're gonna celebrate a little bit, which was kind of the thing out of, like... Because yeah. hip-hop for a while was, like, the story of struggle. And, you know, it doesn't, obviously it's not lost and it's not like it all just went away, yeah. but there was some good things happening. So it's like, I think that like, let's pop off. Let's like, Hey, like, yeah, holy shit. Like we have a lot of money right now, you know, which wasn't the case and, for a lot of people. And I'm wondering if like the lack of almost drama going on between East and West, like allowed for that to kind of prosper too. Chilled out like, a little bit. Yeah. But just like that, they, they don't, they're not really worried about like this crazy feud or these feuds that they have or even yeah. just like how LA is like had all the riots and all this stuff that like just I feel like took up a lot of people's it it it, it was like pretty heavy stuff I guess sure. versus Atlanta and like these southern rappers that are just doing it to do it right you know because they enjoy it's it it's fun yeah yeah i think the other part of it too is like as it moves into the mainstream, you need not songs that people can relate to, but if you have songs about nothing, it's going to have more weight, like mass appeal. I'm sure that's something that record labels recognize and we're pushing and it's like, sure. hey, like, let's make some stuff that everybody can just kind of like get along to and right. dance to instead right. of like, because like, even though it's kind of weird, like the amount of white kids from the suburbs that really identify with like gangster rap. And like, I, yeah. I've heard some people talk about that because it's like, it's not your direct experience, but it's like the aggression and like even just like outwardly rapping about violence and things like that. It's just like it's an outlet for that, that where like you can you can relate to somebody on that level, even though it's not your experience, you know? Yeah. But yeah. But with everybody with people making dance hits in the club, yeah. everybody can get down. With so that. I guess you could you could probably argue this. I would think that this is then almost like the turn of rap music becoming pop not that mm -hmm. like it is pop yeah necessarily but sure it's just like when yeah i guess when these like we're saying these random artists could pop out of nowhere mm -hmm. to make some catchy song that actually will be like a top radio hit yeah um versus the the few rappers that were were known to make it into the top hits right before then yeah. which is interesting i didn't think about it that way yeah yeah i know it was it was it was cool to go back and see it all right so like who's your who's the first artist that comes to mind when you when i say 2000s hip-hop who do you think of ludicrous um let's play a ludicrous song okay um 
the next person I think of because I still I think people forget is um Missy Elliott because they Dude, they know her for she was the first few songs I added yeah they yet. know her for lose control because it's just such a good like dance song yeah it certainly is but then just she's got some absolute bangers dude get your freak on yeah work it yeah not ridiculous yeah those were the first three songs on that playlist I had were Missy Elliott yeah she was awesome that production was so good too So we talked about this before. Timbaland beat. Huge producer during this era. Right. Yeah, really, really made a lot for people. DJ Premier, another one. Um, just Blaze. Another underrated song by him. This is a good one. I know you like this one a lot. Yeah. I, uh, uh, where was I? It was a couple Fridays ago. I think it was like the, before I left for Florida. Anyway, I was driving home at night and Roll Out came on and I was like just singing it like <laughs> so hard, like just going through Yeah. It. I love that song. That one and then Get Back are yeah. both in that same category of like. I just, be- just, I just the go energy. in. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's interesting because he's kind of a different. He's a different break from some of the other southern guys. That's a good place sure. to start. I think sure. we should run through some of that right now. There's, there's a few songs, in a row that I want you to play because you can kind of hear, the, like. I don't know how to say it. It's almost like I don't know exactly what the instrument would be that you're like, oh, this is like sat like you could tell it's like influence from the south. So I would start with Young Jock, it's going down. Throw that one on. Yeah, where's he at? Where's he at? Teen you, drinking. You can you can filter it. It's very bad. Oh, we'll get to Jaquan. <laughs> Yeah, in, like musically, when you're listening to this specific time in in all these songs, yeah, a lot of the time southern. It was like just the simplest synthesizer sound. So easy. But but I think that I mean this stuff was probably literally like the start of one like Florida type like. Let's just add more electronic sounds. Like, let's add more to that. Sure. And then, to honestly, to probably what we have today, I think this type of thing is probably because I don't want to admit that. I don't want to sully the good name of Young Jock by throwing a flow ride in there. Well, no, not like, not like. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. You know, they're ones as good as the other, or anything. But because flow rider, there's nobody better than flow rider. Um, but like, think about someone like Kanye who. Love to sample old songs and soul, or like he finds some new sound in there. Yeah, and then he eventually got to this 
kind of very produced electronic sound. But this, like all this stuff, like even like Laffy Taffy or just like random songs like that, that just had that weird synth sound. And the snaps. Yeah, that just... Pretty pretty easy drums too, like just like quick so like simple. snare. It's like so simple. It's kind of the cool thing too about that is like all of how much like impetus there is on the artist now to carry the song because the beat's really not gonna like like this is like you can't just like oh, I like the song because the beat even though you do but it's like you still have to bring some kind of delivery and energy to it that's gonna like make it a hip hop hit. Yeah, that's the interesting part is you know? like the music is weirdly catchy but with almost nothing going on like yeah. i mean it's just the most basic level of at least what it sounds like the most basic level of yeah like producing i'm sure it's very fine-tuned and everything but what well, i would think it is but it it's so it's just so basic mm -hmm. but something about that really really spoke to people because that I know. somehow worked so here's another one so put on what you know by ti little more complicated but the synth i think you hit it nailed it that's what carries through all of these where you're just like they loved it they loved whatever the synth was whoever came up with it first this is a great song right it was just the thing that was that was big at the time in it i mean it had been around yeah but it just wasn't like it wasn't the sound yet this one at least has a little bit more going on to it. And the and the strings too to accompany the horns. That was another big thing that came out of that. You can hear it when it when it goes. But all still produced on literally like a yeah. piano you know right or like a midi all right you mentioned it we got to put it on lean with it rock with it Different i didn't mention boys. it didn't you, you no no sorry it. laffy taffy put on laffy taffy <laughs> okay you mentioned that earlier i apologize i didn't dare say that that should come on next after that <laughs> like this was made on one of those eight eight like you just push a push yeah. a little stylus sound on it. It's like an insult to to beat makers because they're like, why did I think of this? <laughs> now there's nothing but little little hi hat and some snaps. And so and there's a I don't know if you can hear it. There's like a nice low like 808 sound yeah, or that, that kind of carries the background. So I, I think I've brought this up before on this podcast. This song is what inspired Nas to make the album Hip Hop Is Dead. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. the interesting part about like the 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 pop element, like yeah. how it because that was just played on the radio because it was this weird like Shake fun that, song it, it. Yeah. that is you could say is rapping, but it's certainly not what like you said like Nas or other people no. are setting out to do. Um, but definitely that's where like these types of songs are creating that that shift for sure right especially because like for me or maybe for your average person our age they all know those songs because they were hearing them on the radio mm -hmm. like this was before really pretty much before our ipods 
you know, before we had anything. Like yeah. we're just that stuff actually is coming out in the radio. Right. Oh, the, where it was making it in the now that's what I call music somehow. Yeah. How? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> now that's what I call music. We gotta get well, a hold. Taffy? We gotta get a hold of some of those. No, that's not what I call music. Um. All right. Do you want to hear "Lean with It, Rock with It"? <laughs> just snap your fingers or Ooh. get buck is another good one. Shawty want to ride is a good one. Walk it out is another great one. So are we still specifically in? South? Southern? Yeah, if, if you go... Where's Lil John from? He's South. I forget where. I think he's... No, he's Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's definitely is. God, dude. It's the same fucking synth thing, too. Like, it's, yeah, it's really it's not the even same different. Sound. Yeah. But it's hype. Like, if that was new, I see why it was such a craze. Like, it's a, it's got, like... It's just it's got a cool energy to it. That's why it's similar to... That's why I'm thinking like the start of this EDM yeah. produced right. rap like Florida yeah. because like like it just became always looking for the next sound, the newest sound, and yeah. this was that sound. Sure. And then when David Guetta and other producers right. then came in That's and worked with, with Florida, yeah. they were the ones who were finding the, the new sound. I wonder what wanted. EDM was like back then though, you know? Probably pretty scary. You think? Yeah. Dude, uh, people that, didn't, also, pro, whatever people that... Were, well, I, I, we had Def Punk. Like, you had yeah. stuff like that, which was good, but... What's that other noise that I hear? It, it's a... Uh, can you put on... It's like the kind of a... It's not a whistle. This is the hardest part about describing this stuff. Like, put on um, put on Goodies by Ciara. Ah, that's a great song. <laughs> Ciara's so good. This one, this noise. That's another one that's like a big South one. I mean, it's literally just someone with, like, sounds like they're just doing they're a just pitch in something. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, that was in that last song. Like, that was, like, that was also in the background. This is such a good song. Yeah. So, South really stormed onto the scene. And honestly, made from some of my favorite music from this time period. Yeah. It's fun. I Like, I understand the... It got a bad rap for a, a while, especially looking back on it. People were like, 90s was the last golden age of hip-hop. And it's like, all right. But like, I don't know. This is fun. I mean... Don't be a hater. And also, it's... It is what it is. Probably a critical... Uh, step in the evolution step, yeah, of hip-hop? Critical yeah, step like, in the I evolution. So. Where like... I mean, we'll never know, obviously, but... Yeah. What... The trajectory that it was on may have just not been sustainable anyway. Like... Yeah. Like... If we kept hearing, I don't know, something new probably had to arise, and it was going to take people from a different region of the world of the country, right? Um, with just different perspectives on things to do that, and that's probably a huge, you know, huge reason why it's as popular as it is now. Sure, yeah, I think so. All right, now we're gonna move up north. North, north, north. Shout out to Vince Staples. Um, I think we got to start with the East Coast guys, specifically 50 Cent, because I don't think anybody came on the scene harder than that guy. Maybe Snoop Dogg, but like that dude arrived with a debut album that was like incredible front to back and Get Rich or Die Trying and a movie to go along with it. That guy, I mean, I don't know. The, I don't... the lore of 50 Cent, did he help discover Eminem? Am I making that up? 
Dre, I think, was the one that discovered him, but he definitely like Fifty Cent was like Eminem was a, on a, his a album. A big part of it, I think. Eminem I was, was on his album. I was album. listening to both. I was listening to Eminem and Fifty Cent the past couple of days, and in their songs, they're kind of saying like, "Yeah, this guy right here is like." My they guy. really came up together, right? Because right. Eminem put out, I think, Slim Shady LP came out in like '99, and then the Marshall Mathers LP was like 2000. That was like the first one of that decade, but that was like a second piece of work. So like they would then Fifty Cent came out with "Get Rich or Die Trying," I think either two thousand or two thousand one. Um, so they were like, yeah. Two thousand three is when this album came out. So Eminem kind of helped Fifty Cent actually. It was the okay, was that the way around? Me. Honestly, it's kind of hard to put, like, to pin down what it is about this production that makes it stand out so much. I mean, it's not, it's not too different, I think, with the drums. I guess from the South, like, you still got your 808s, not as much snare. No, I, I mean, I think the drums are, like, kind of the thing. There's just a lot more to them than... Yeah. And a bass line. Than anything we just listened to. Yeah, for sure. Right, they're more intricate. Yeah, Slim Shady LP was 99, Marshall Mathers LP was 2000. Yeah. So he has some of the most viewed hip-hop music videos ever. Um, I think including this one. Best Friend? Another good one. This is kind of an underappreciated one, I that's think. That's exactly... I put it on a playlist. Yeah. This oh, that's a, what I should change the name. I should change the name of this underappreciated. <laughs> Sleepers. I think that's the good. that's a good way to put it. This beat's so good, too. Yeah, something about it's is his whole production is like it's so good. Fifty Cent, when you when you listen back, really is like kind of an enigma to me of like why he's popular. Like he just is popular because he's he's just good. Yeah, but it's not that smooth of a delivery. Like no, the way he talks is not that smooth overall. <laughs> yeah. And oh, like, was your best friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's your time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but there's something to it. But there's something. And he knows how to make different hits. about it. He yeah. just knows how to construct a song really, really well with the rap. And like, you know, he does his own choruses and like was singing. And like, it wasn't bad. I would put his him singing his choruses above some of Kid Cudi's vocals. Yeah, you know, like it's just like obviously it's a different kind. But like, he could he could hang. Like he could do it. Like, I think it was just the construction of his songs. The rap was awesome. He's he like is like show so ripped and shredded. So all the girls love him. And then he's got like the whole gangster appeal plus all the club hits. The, like he just hits that, on every facet. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that like he's got the the history to back up like yeah everything that he's saying about yeah, yeah. How, how hard he is like right. I think helps him a lot. Like there's no not that like nowadays you find so many people rapping about 
things that they have not experienced. But, Dude, I think that all the time. They just they know like. I wonder about th- that. These are things you say. They rap about guns and shit. I'm like, have you ever shot I someone? I don't think it was. It was probably not that popular to do that back then. Like I think the the popular people probably were. Yeah. It's like what we're like gangster rap. Like right. You know that is the life that a lot of those people are coming yeah. from. Right. But he's truly like. I mean, it doesn't get harder than getting shot what nine times. Nine times. And living mm-hmm. to then become successful. Yeah. Like, he, his, like, I guess his credibility was just so, so much yeah. higher than, Can't like, your average person. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure it gave him a very cool outlook on all those things, too, having, you know, have had such a near-death experience. All right. Yeah. Um, put on 21 questions, just because I love that beat. Okay. And we'll stick with G-Unit, because I got to... Such a good one. But, like, this is a good example, too, of going to him after playing some of the Southern stuff. Because, like, like we said, obviously not all the Southern stuff was as simple as some of the songs we played. Like, Ludacris, he had a lot going on in his songs. Yeah. more Honestly, more similar to something like this. For sure. But it's definitely a good juxtaposition of the Mm -hmm. two. Because you could just hear how much more is going on. Right. On purpose. Then on purpose, on the other end, for the Southern stuff, like... They were stripping out like as much as Everything, they could. Everything, why not? Yeah, right. Um, and it's funny that both of these things basically coexisted mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, it blew up at the same time. Yeah. It just took over. I know, it's, it's really interesting. And you, you can really hear like the regional difference between those two. Um, R.I.P. Nate Dog. R.I.P. Nate Dog, dude. <laughs> really like the king of the hooks. But you know, there's a new king of the hooks that shows up for this, this, uh, this time? This decade. A little bit kind of into the next one too, but Akon. Oh, oh sure. Akon shows up yeah, and yeah. starts putting down some killer hooks. Right. Uh, but before we get to him, I think we should stick around with G Unit because um, people forget the game was a West Coast guy, but he was like a 50 Cent protege. So he came out with the documentary um, around the same time. So he was still like a huge part of G Unit then. And I want to see when that album came out. I want to say like 05. Girl. Yeah, 05, 2005. So that one has one of my, I think my favorite. It's hard to say the favorite. It might be though. Every time it comes on, just the beginning, I listen to the beginning over and over again just because I love it. But it always puts me in a good mood. And if the weather's good, it's like a windows down driving type of song. And it's hater to love it. Yeah, it's funny that you, the way that you said that. Yeah. You're like, oh, you always love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always love it. That drop right there when that comes in is like perfect. This episode is exactly what I want it to be Where we just get to listen to a lot of like Of my favorite songs Yeah, yeah, yeah (laughs) (laughs) The part that I want to make sure Well, we will talk about this That I definitely want to make sure I add to Yeah Is and we don't have to get here yet, but just so I'm saying it is this like 
the songs that were kind of breaking through to the radio, like Touch It, Buster Rhymes, which is one of the songs that I, had that on that there. I, com- yeah. I completely forgot about it. So good. Dude. I remember yeah. how I remember hearing that like on the radio and how hard that song was. We'll have to put that on. Yeah. This is probably one that people forgot about. Um, there was like 10 remixes that were made to oh, this because right. everybody just wanted to get on that. But what I this because this reminds me so much of Missy Elliott too. Like this type of thing yeah. that was breaking through yep. some of the Sierra songs, uh, like One Two Step, were breaking through to the radio. And I'm curious. Obviously, it's just all speculation, but like, were they making? What was the thought process when they're making songs like this? You know, like, was it, let me make the, I'm going to make a radio hit, but like I'm a rapper and so it's going to be. That's true. You know, or it's way it, more rapping. Yeah. Because I don't know. I just dude. find that to be interesting because this is like what we've been saying, the, the shift into the, into popular music. And fast rapping like, true, too. Like truly popular music. Yeah. Um, and like, was the goal, because in southern in a lot of the southern stuff like clearly the goal was to make something catchy to get right, on the radio wave. Or, yeah, or, right. yeah exactly and I'm really curious if Missy Elliott Busta Rhymes Sierra were just like ahead of their time at, like they just knew how hard this was and that it was making it to the radio no matter what or yeah. they knew this you know this type of thing interesting samples with, that are just more complicated are also gonna rise to the top. Well, I mean, I think one part of it, I, could, I you can't really say it for Missy, but like with Busta, like he started in the '90s, so yeah, he right. had that background of, yeah. of he's he had been around just being a rapper, yeah. like straight up rapper, and then like brought it. I guess kind of blended the two like so like one of the things I sent you beforehand was like who who was able to turn the decade and stick around yeah and he's one of those people yeah same thing with Jay-Z Snoop Dogg Nas Outkast they like took elements from the 90s and then brought it to this new kind of like production heavy you know like yeah not as much sampling but like production heavy kind of like yeah poppy hip-hop but like could blend it like real well and that's I think that's just like a consequence of that like same thing with like I would love to hear Get Your Freak On just because of that beat. Yeah. Like, just like... I think what you said about the blending it is is almost probably the key to what, what we're talking about mm-hmm. in that these one-hit wonders or maybe, like, one-trend wonders that were one around... One song yeah, ever, yeah, for right, literally, yeah. Like, maybe a song or... Were, or, like, four you know, or around five, for a yeah. couple. Young Buck is like Like, that. Um, they didn't really know how to blend it. And yeah. so the, all they ended up with was this radio hit that's catchy yeah. that no one's going to care about or right. it makes it onto a, a throwback playlist but that's about all they get from it yeah um versus missy the wave yeah clearly bust around figured it out um these people that are artists that i guess it probably goes so much to the producers too like timbaland and stuff yeah. that um just knew exactly how to find the balance of sure those, those between things. those two things yeah. yeah it's amazing too those people that can still hang around like Buster Rhymes hopping on that Kendrick Lamar song pretty recently like look over your shoulder like he sounds so like it doesn't sound weird to hear him on it you know like he's so timeless yeah he's, yeah, he's still making yeah, yeah. <laughs> this beat's so good I know I'm, is it Timbaland who made it yeah it was was it mm-hmm. yeah Mississippi putting it down I'm the hottest round I told your mother 
Yeah, I, I remember. Did you ever watch the LeBron James documentary? More than a game. <laughs> it really is like ahead of its time. It feels like it, it really does feel like that. And that was like 02, 03, something like that. But um, in that documentary, like you know, because their his rise is around that time, like when they're in high school and doing like getting notoriety and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So like a lot of the soundtrack was like I remember that being on the soundtrack. Maybe this next Ja Rule song that you're about to play is going to be on the soundtrack. Ja Rule is a really interesting one, dude. I, I mean, love him. I. I I forgot how good Be- he was. Before doing this, I actually probably couldn't name a single one of his songs. Yeah. Like, before seeing them. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, oh, I've heard all these, obviously. Yeah. But he's just like, he's not someone that I would think of. No. At all. He kind of gets forgotten. Yeah. But he was one of those guys that really just, like, kind of was in that early era and then kind of fell off. Like, then he became a businessman. Right. Dude. And then the he other invested thing, in Fire Festival. The other. Th- oh, that's right. <laughs> The other it's thing, like, I, fuck, that's I forgot what about knows that. Him. Dude, that's a crazy one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he put out like such good. I'm trying to think of like what's my favorite one. Living it up's awesome. Yeah, but so's uh, living it up. Put it on me. Always on time. Um, what else? Yes, yeah, such a good one. Yeah, yeah. We all mine. He okay, really wait, mastered. Wait. Okay, wait. Before we go, yeah. So, like we're saying, he's kind of the. One a, a great example of someone who was around. He was like a one trend wonder, like, right? One you know, trend, yeah, yeah. Right, had that he, he string, was around. yeah. So, yeah. In listening to it now, see if like there might not be any answers to this, but see if you can or think about like what about I it? Think I have m- my answer. Might be yeah. why that happened. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Because like. Even this song feels like it could be timeless, but it really isn't like played anymore. The, you know, the same the same way that it doesn't stay like Missy Elliott yeah. or old Jay Z. Yeah, I think I have an answer. <laughs> so he he put out albums really from. 99 to 2004 and then was gone really yeah that was about it like he just couldn't couldn't hang around didn't he have beef didn't he have beef oh him and 50 Cent had huge beef I was gonna talk about that they like dude the beefs from the 2000s were like so good because that was also like Nas Jay-Z beef was awesome and then the game started beefing with like all of G-Unit after a while like it was just like and some great diss tracks um Cannabis has one against LL Cool J that's like that might have been a 90s one that's like one of the best diss tracks ever second round KO I miss that about rap yeah. I do like just like the beefs aren't as exciting anymore like the last big one we got was like Drake Pusha T which was like pretty awesome cause Pusha T started in this era like he was like Clips came on the scene but like, it's also just real. it's just not the same time where no. like one of the only ways to diss someone was by making a song about them yeah versus now that you is like the them. fourth right. thing that you're gonna it's do it's true yeah there's know? like a Twitter beef or some bullshit yeah, yeah first yeah I know and also, there was, like, legit violence on the table. Because it was just, like... Right. Like, yeah. Jay-Z's thing was, like... I remember, like, the part of it was, like, Nas, like, stabbed his manager or some shit. I'm like, fucking A, dude. <laughs> like, relax. But, like, you know... You had real dudes coming from... Not that a lot of rappers don't come from similar 
I, I don't know, dude. I don't really know too many rappers nowadays. Like Benny the Butcher is one that I can think of that's like was a legit criminal. Like before, like doing stuff. Like not, in a, I'm not saying that in like a bad way, but like you know, what I mean, just like he came from that kind of a background. Like there's some, but it's just not. I don't know. Most of the rappers that die nowadays are like overdosing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is horrible. But right. it's just like it's just it's different. Like mm-hmm. back then, it was like to violence, and now it's to drugs. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's a different era, but it's just you know, it, obviously, it changes based off the times. But yeah, the beefs weren't as weren't as crazy. Ja Rule though was like. Still, is, still is five point six million monthly listeners. By the way, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But he really mastered the integrating the R and B artist in it. Can you put on mesmerized real quick? That's mesmerized. That's a good one. That's a good example of like, I don't know, just exactly why he caught that wave. But I think to like, I don't know, to listening to him, I think that delivery and voice gets old and like he's not mm. great at rapping. Yeah, like Fifty yeah. Cent's good at rapping. I don't think Ja Rule's as good. Like lyrically is talented. Another great beat. What helped him too was his production was awesome. Yeah. So, so I was thinking in the the, the first two songs, it's like it's all there. It's all there for him. Yeah. And he just was. I guess he just wasn't strong enough. I mean, to carry it. Maybe also not. by choice, like he just didn't want to keep going. But yeah, he's a New York guy. I agree though. Like I, I can't really. That's like it doesn't sound that good. Like it doesn't sound terrible, but it, his his voice right now, like, yeah. but it doesn't sound the best. No, I don't want a lot of that. But you know who's similar? Who hung around? DMX. DMX has the same delivery. That rugged fucking. But he didn't you know? try to sing like that. Not really. Also, Ja Rule's got this kind of complaining type of sound. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. But DMX yeah. is just so. Heavy yeah. and like stop. There, yeah, like there's Drop. no, there's no <laughs> yeah. mistaking that. You no, know? no. Yeah, no. He was awesome. Like he should be mentioned during this era as well. I mean, Rough Riders anthem, all that stuff. Yeah. That was this time. It was yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was Def Jam. All those guys. Yeah, like I mean, I don't know. Crazy gritty time. Um, is there any other artists you want to touch on? Yeah. So I was trying to go through. I think we hit on all the top artists you'd think. Eminem. I say we didn't say it's everybody hard. by name, but like obviously Snoop Dogg was like Snoop Dogg's big, massive. Jay Z was big, and yeah, Jay Z was huge. Nelly. I think we're gonna talk about Kanye, but uh, yes, it's a lot. separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right, Nelly's another good one. Dr. Dre obviously was a kind Dr. of Dr. Dre huge, yeah, part of that. And then, um, people that I slash I think the average person might not think about. Mm-hmm. We talked about Buster Rhymes. I think that's a great example of someone that like. Has just stayed around. Yeah. Um, Nate Dogg, we talked about Joe Rule. Um, Rick Ross, which is interesting. He started He started it to get hustling. there. Yep. Um, um, Lupe Fiasco, I thought was an interesting one. That I had that was like down 05, well. 06. Yeah. When he was coming out with Kick his... Kick Push his, was yeah. huge. Yeah, right. And then he he became like actual pop. Mm-hmm. He did, I don't think he even meant to. He just no. did. Um, like the but, show goes on, that one? Yeah, but his best stuff, I think, was, was in that early part. And then the last one I want to mention, who... I don't think gets enough credit in general. Um, he's kind of still around, but he just has the best features. It's Twista. Dude, Twista's good. Yeah, yeah Twista's, Twista's legit. Good. Yeah, no, Twista, Twista uh, who else is the other guy that... Crap. Because um, Twista's on... Another fast rapper. On, but... Like with Kanye early on. Mm-hmm. Like he was... Yeah. He was in the right places and, and he 
had some. He just some did. I don't know if he just didn't get like he wasn't had a big enough star power to carry things. Yeah, but right. Yeah, I know what you mean. And like, I mean his and his delivery is just insane. Yeah, he's super talented. Yeah, like I I don't know. I I really like him. There's no who's the other fast rapper that I I can't remember now. Like him, similar. I almost get them mixed up all the time. Shit, I don't know. Maybe I'll think of it. Yeah, I'm not sure. But um, funny story, funny uh, anecdote for you. So in maybe freshman year high school ish time. Yeah. Um, at my one friend Nate's house, because he was a uh, he was like really big into like Earl Sweatshirt. Like he was really big into rappers at the time. Um, so like we would we just talk about, you know, different rap stuff and. Yeah. It was right when Look At Me Now came out. And so, and I was like super into rapping it and like, like literally sitting in front of a computer, yeah. looking at the words, um, just like seeing if I could get it, like nail it. And then I found a, a faster song by Twista to do that for. It was like, I looked up like, what are the, some of the fastest songs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know if, have you heard Creep Fast by Twista mm-hmm. before? Yep. So I'd sit in front, like he'd be like playing vi- like video games, like literally just like playing Call of Duty or something. Right. Yeah. And I was sitting in front of his computer like just reading the words rapping and i i had some i was pretty good at one point um I, it's fun yeah it's yeah. really it fun and especially if yeah. you like it you because he's really i'll just play it for a second i won't i'll i'll just do like the, i'm down dude the fast part there's a cool too. video of him on youtube reacting to newer fast artists and that's that's cool to watch like it, it, and it would just be so funny because I'd like finish and I'd be like, yo, yeah. that's sick. You got it, yeah, but you're the only one. You're like, nice. I used to all the time. This is T Pain. T Pain's great. Well, we'll get to T Pain. T Pain's coming. She ever heard of. Yeah. So. I don't. Do you know where Twist is from? Is he I thought, Chicago? I thought Chicago. I thought so. Tech Nine was the other guy I was would, thinking of. It by would kind of make sense just with yeah Chicago with the way that Kanye was and and yeah. trying to keep he his was on Chica- slow jams, Chicago right? yeah his Chicago people around yeah like with uh, Common and stuff. Yep. Speaking of Chicago, most deaf. Most deaf is another one. Yeah, Talib Kweli. You remember their name of their group together? To them. <clears throat> I should because it was in the Kanye documentary. Yeah. I don't. Black Star. Ah. Yeah. Great. Great group. Um, you know what's an underappreciated song? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I really like that that concept. Like, I have to just keep adding things to this playlist. Sure. Because, like, it's such a good con- concept. Fuck yeah. This Under- is the one with Buster Rhymes, too, right? Underappreciated. No, I don't think there's that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. That's Do It Now. You ever, you ever heard that one? It's off this album. Most Def and Buster Rhymes, Do It Now. That's a great one. This is such a good one. Is this your favorite one off this album? This is 99, by the way. I saw that. Yeah. I like... Uh, Mathematics by Most Def. I like Miss Fat Booty. That's my favorite one off the album. I love that beat. And then, what I also didn't realize from, from seeing the Kanye documentary is a couple songs, at least one or two, that they came out with together... That I just like completely forgot about or didn't realize that yeah. Kanye, Mostaf, and and Tom Quelly that were like yeah they were like boys yeah that were really good really good dude yeah that was like that was well, such a crazy while period. I'm here because I didn't get my opportunity sure here's the song that came out in the late nineties that is very underappreciated 
You ready, Mace? Oh, I was listening to this earlier. It's a good one. Dave loves this one. Uh huh. Nice. Great song. Yeah. What you know about going out? Head west, red legs, TVs all up in the headrest. Trying to live it up, rock jewel, bigger trucks. He falls in that category of like rapper that sounds like he's about to fall asleep while he's rapping. But it's good. It works. Just just works. It does. That's a great song. But he's kind of another one of those guys. I'm not even gonna tell people what it's called, so that, (laughs) so that they, are just you know. They can't steal. You want to? They can't steal my thunder when I put it on. You want to go? You want to go with a uh, deep trivia question about the song? What, no. Where's it sampled from? Oh, um. Do you know the song? Yes. I don't know if I know the name though. It's a thing. Do you know the name of the group? I'll give you a hint. Get down on it. Yeah, yeah, right. Is it Casey and the Sunshine Band? Cool in the Gang. Oh, it's Cool in the Gang. Okay, yeah. okay. And it's... Uh, Is it Hollywood? Hollywood Swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a good... What a good song to sample. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, before, I think we should linger on a little bit more because I think, you know, just to try to wrap... We, we kind of named some other people from this period of time because I was kind of... <laughs> another great one. Underappreciated. This Sorry. is a complete. I completely producer you. Scott Storch. He's the one that did this. He did Still Dre. He's done a lot of huge really? white guy. Done a lot of huge uh, hip hop songs. It's funny that like you wouldn't picture a white guy producing this song, but nails. You never know. You never know. Dude. It's Gwen Stefani. I know. Isn't that crazy? I, I didn't realize it till like the other day. Yeah. Such a good song, dude. I mean, there weren't a lot of female rappers that came about, but. Eve, even Lil Miss, Kim, Miss Elliot, Remy Lil Ma. Kim's not that good. She's not that good. <laughs> I was listening to her and, songs, uh, but she was there. She, she was there. Not that notorious, good. notorious wrote a lot of her shit for. Too. Oh, really? Some of her better stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the song "Drugs" with them too. Notorious does the the uh, refrain, which is crazy. He doesn't even rap in it, but I was like, he probably just wrote her. But shit. I guess the the R and B female singers that. That just featured in all sorts of different songs yeah. were a huge, huge part of them too, of like part of their success. I'm gonna kick you a fun conspiracy theory to look into just because it's fun. <laughs> um, Aaliyah, you remember her? She was a young R&B artist, really, really talented, great. She's the one that died. She, yeah, died. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but she died like really young, right? Yeah, very like twenty young. or something. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it was 27. I don't know if she's part of that, but I thought it was a no, it was like 20. Oh, she was that young? Yeah, it was like really young. Wow. I saw something about that. Was it a plane crash? Let's look it up. Anyway, well, you go on. I'll look it up. So there's a there's a theory that Jay Z like and Beyonce like had her killed off. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, there's like some weird kind of conspiracy thing. It was like a whole like back when I went down the rabbit hole of the Illuminati back in the day. Twenty two. Twenty two. Fuck. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, but there's a conspiracy theory worth looking into about like something where I don't know if Jay Z like she like. They did date. She rejected him or something like that. And like he was dating Beyonce. And Beyonce was like, you need to get rid of her. I hope not. And uh, yeah, that was like the whole thing. That'd be like insanely dark. Oh my God. Could you, well, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's a fun one to look into. It's oh, the, it sounds like a fun one. It's fun. <laughs> well, it's fun because it's like the whole, did you get on an Illuminati kick at all when you were growing up? Like a YouTube rabbit hole of that mm-hmm. when like all the big rappers were a part of it and they were doing these subliminal messages in their songs about like the new world order that they were a part of. It was, it's great. It's fucking insane, but it's cool. Like it's fun to look into. 
Because when you're like your 11 year old friends are like, I remember this one kid was like desperately trying to convince me. He was like, you gotta like let's do it, and then look at the music video, like the symbolism and stuff. There's one like this is, is this is like the start of QAnon though. <laughs> it's fun though, but when you're a kid, it's yeah, fun, yeah, right? Um, there's one with um. Well, yeah, you're right with the like the child molesters that are running the yeah, country secretly. Yeah, that yeah. are cannibals as well. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I just I had a thought because of cannibals. <laughs> I learned the other day that there was um there was this island or the these uh, Japanese soldiers during World War II that captured American pilots. Like they served one of them for like dinner to the the higher ups. Cool. Pretty wild. Right? <laughs> you can cut that. <laughs> anyway, um, that's why I drifted, but. <laughs> I've really lost my train of thought now. Illuminati. Illuminati. Conspiracies were fun. Uh, your friend was trying oh, to convince you. There's a music. There's a music video, a little way music video that was like right around the time of that Aurora shooting in the movie theater. Colorado one. Yeah, and he's in a movie theater, and it's before. It's like months before that happened. He's in a movie theater, and there's skeletons in some of the chairs, and it's the exact number of skeletons, the number of people that died in that, in that shooting, and I was just like, he was just like. They knew it was going to happen. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And like, that's where they put it? Uh, they put it in the music video of, yeah. of Lil Wayne? Yeah, right. But it just like, it freaked me out for like a little bit. My dumb 11-year-old sure. brain. I yeah, was just yeah. like, what the hell? Like, yeah. You know? They must be connected. It's funny, right. not to get too far off, but it's funny that probably your 11-year-old brain is like the same as a lot of adults <laughs> in that believe in a lot of the QAnon yeah. stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think the bad part with them is that you can you can show somebody real evidence of conspiracies, like real ones that happened, and then they just run with it and try to seek it out and everything and go to the most extreme and it's like that's where you can kind of lose it. You know? Like it's good to develop that skepticism yeah, of yeah. power because right. you always should be. Right. Like that's, that's not, like that's one not of a the, terrible thing. No, and that's like one of the biggest things that was like about our country that was like at the founding was like the good part was like we're always looking at the people in power and like, what are you trying to do? Because we know we know how this goes. Yeah. Which is good. Like you should always there's always that like kind of like fuck the man type thing. But if you let it go too far yeah. where you're like, I don't trust anything, then it's like you can get you can get in some dangerous places like those people. But, however, they're a lot of fun to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's the like I think it's a, it's at least entertaining. Um, I mean, I guess the only other thing I would want to touch on because the next part of it's so crucial to this guy is Kanye. His early stuff was way different, and the turn that is made in the two thousands that drastically affects rap is all I think you know large part due to him, but. So his first three albums, College Dropout, Lay Registration, and Graduation. Do you remember what year Graduation was? 2007. Okay. Oh, seven. Yeah, right, right. So that's like, that's your turning point. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's it's not like, it's split into two periods, but it's not down the middle. It's not like oh, 2000 to 2005. It's kind of like 2000 to like, right around there, 06, 07. And then 07 is where it starts to shift. 08 is where it starts to shift. So a lot of his music before was like soul samples um everybody is kind of familiar that's a Kanye fan is familiar with that yeah um and it was like he had did that for a lot of other artists like like you mentioned black star he produced a lot of songs on jay-z's album mm-hmm. and it was just like ripping these like little parts of old songs speeding them up or doing whatever and then added in like your kind of own it, it was he was great at it yeah. awesome yeah so then um autotune shows up so t-pain 
hits it big and he starts using autotune and then little Wayne uses it um, a little bit on the Carter three. So little Wayne starts blowing up too during this time, specifically really with the Carter three, which yeah. comes out in 2008 Yeah, and the song, I would love to hear it if you wouldn't mind lollipop was kind of the big Michael, one. I hate that song. You hate that song. Yeah. I don't, I don't see like, Mac, why, I don't see why people like it. What dude. I love this song. I don't really like him that much. What? Overall. Bro. Just like his style or something. I love his punchlines. His punchlines are amazing. I think he's just so clever. Like he's just like his, his like, so that was another thing that got big in the 2000s was punchline rap. Him, Cassidy, Fabulous, like those guys, like they perfected this kind of like, it was almost like battle rapping, but like he's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's so good at it. Let's just say it, like he makes me laugh with some of this stuff. And like also the whole not writing anything. I find that incredibly impressive too. Like he doesn't write anything down, like, like Jay Z. He just goes, just goes. Like he just does takes. Like he has stuff in his head, and he just like has stuff he tries to remember. But and he's so prolific. That's the crazy part. He makes so much music. It's so small. He is so tiny. So he's little. <laughs> I can't believe you don't like this song. So you can't believe I don't like. I this cannot song. believe it. How do you not like Lollipop? Knowing what you know about me and Dude, the, music the, that I the like. energy of the song, like just like the beat is so good. The energy like, is not good. You're out of your fucking mind. What? We don't. We shouldn't get into it too much. But what about that? We can agree to disagree. Has good energy. Has like, or what energy do you get from it? I don't know. Cool guy, little Wayne bragging about <laughs> fucking cool girls. Guy. Yeah, okay, cool guy. Yeah, it makes me feel cool listening to it. Interesting. It's one of those songs where it's like I'm walking down the street and that song. I'm more confident. <laughs> <laughs> You know those songs that like you. Oh like, no, I know those exist. Cool guy yeah, songs, yeah. but you just don't get that vibe. No, not at all. But all right. I mean, it's just style choice. I know that that's one of his bigger songs. That it's that a good one. It's not like. his best. It's great. Amelie's. I saw Amelie's on that album, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Amelie, yeah. you ain't got nothing. Let the beat build. Those are all great ones. But I can understand. But anyway, um, so he makes that. T Pain's doing that, and Kanye experiments with it on the song "Put On," with. Young Jeezy. Um, it's really the first time he uses it. It would be worth maybe listening to his verse. Um, so it's towards the end. I don't know exactly the minute marker. Great, another great one. I don't know if Jeezy was a, another big one that I forgot to mention coming up, but he was a big Southern rapper, but like big beats, not as much club stuff. He had some, but not like huge, but he could he could rap. Like he was he was a legit artist. Ain't got a Young Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's from? I don't know what you said. You know that's from. I don't. Akon and Young Jeezy. Oh, 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 that's what you said? Yeah, yeah. You just very pushed the words there. I just didn't catch that. Akon and Young Jeezy. Akon's got such an interesting voice, dude. He's a great guy. Oh, Jeezy goes so hard. I really forgot about that song. This song's so good. Do you have any clue where, where he goes, where he, um, go to like three minutes? Yeah. This is like, Kanye becomes obsessed with autotune listening to this, or making this song. I 
steal niggas that owe me checks. When did this come out? Think 09, 08. Okay. Yeah. Was it it was after it was bef- before right before eight oh eight. Okay. So this is what inspires him to make eight oh eight. Also his mother had just passed. That's what this next line is about. Oh, you want me to put it back on? Yeah, yeah. But if you let it play, cause it'll you'll hear the singing part of it, and it'll carry it to the next album. So that's really the first domino that just completely sets it off and a rap changes like forever. Like is really that that's the moment because now he basically decides he's looking back at his last albums and he's like, they're all similar. I want to go in a completely new direction. You know, the Kanye that we all know and love now that does that is just all of trying to figure out the new thing and experiment. Yeah. This is the first time he experiments. It makes 808s, um, which right, is right. all auto-tune, heavily produced, um, and melodic, like, really just a lot of, like, singing and, like, some rapping, like, um, you know, we can, maybe we can play some. Uh, the, do you remember, like, a few of your favorites off that one, or do you, do you like that album? Can we start there? Do you like that album? Um, I don't remember, to be honest. Okay. That's, like, Love Lockdown, Heartless, See You in I'm, My Nightmare. I'm not an auto-tune guy. Okay. So likely not. <laughs> what would you recommend that we put on other than I Heart- would say other than Heartless? I would say either I would say Love Lockdown is a good good one or Amazing. Amazing's probably my favorite one off that album. Oh, we got Jeezy again. Yep. I love this song. This is a good like pump up song. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. 2K. Yeah. I remember they made a really sick NBA playoffs, like, montage with this song as the backdrop. It was, like, a YouTube video, and it was, like, I would get chills from it, like, all the time. It was, like, when LeBron was dunking on, like, the Celtics and shit like that on the Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, like, it was so cool. It's amazing. So amazing. So, like, you know, we didn't really preface it, but... We could have like if you listen. This is such a staunch difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely like a huge one from College Dropout and Late Registration. There's a little bit more of the melody stuff and vocals on Graduation, but it's, nothing to this degree. Yeah, I mean, not, not. Yeah, I guess you're right. There's some, but like thinking about like, like yeah, it's so different. It's so different. Yeah. And you say Shot City. And even like, but this is he's doing. He's letting T Pain do the vocals. Like he never sings, you know. But like, um, put on. Coldest Winter is a good, a good, uh, like example of it. And he, I think he actually took the refrain. He sampled it from like an '80s group. On lonely nights. 
So do you think Is there anybody that comes to mind That then Got popular following this Oh yeah Sorry Sorry next conversation So Because I I think I have trouble Thinking of People that Came from this trend So Kid Cudi Okay yeah yeah He co-wrote I think three or four songs On this album The next year Man on the Moon comes out so if you go to Man on the Moon, I mean, it's four a.m. and I can't sleep. It's four a.m. and I can't sleep. By the way, I got Man on the Moon right there. Oh yeah, that's what uh, Joe Toro gave me. Shout out to him and his new song. Um, Not out yet. But like, I mean, I would say soundtrack to my life is a good example. Of that day and night is a good example of that. Um, Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness is probably the best example of that. Of the, this is such a crazy song, dude. It's so. When you good. put MGMT and Ratatat yeah. on right. on a song like this, yeah. yeah. I don't know Ratatat actually. Yeah, you do. They they Where? do all the. They do just basically strictly instrumental like songs that now get played as like pump ups at yeah. sports stadiums like that you'd know how, how long does it take to get through the chorus I guess not that long you just let it play because this next part too when he starts singing so, this is like direct so what do you think is the the more crucial part of the 808s then the auto-tune stuff or just the fact that he was willing to sing or like putting himself forward and singing or, or it has to be a mix of it There's a mix of it So this is like This melodic Vulnerable Like Permeates hip hop Going for it Because you get this Then you get Drake So Far Gone Comes out That's the next one Drake actually The first track on that album Mixtape um, Was Say You Will Or Say It's Real Say What's Real And that's a Direct say, like, like he rapped over Say You Will Which is from 808s Like he rapped over Just oh, okay. straight up Use that beat Yeah yeah um, And then a lot of that production Like Kanye produced Best I Ever Had Like he made that beat For Drake I think And then I think he directed The music video Which actually started there They had a little bit Of a beef after that Anyway um, But So you get this Melodic vulnerability now That really wasn't happening Like all the stuff We listened to you know, 50 Cent sang some of the chorus, but it's like, that's not melodic. Like, the, the songs aren't really based on some kind of melody. Yeah. So this completely flips that, and you get that. You get um, Mac Miller is another one that has cited Kanye as a big um, influence right. for, for that time period. Like, right. it just, it really just shifts where rap goes from, from then on. Um, but it's interesting if you, if you think about, like, the songs that we've been playing for these, like, mid to early 2000s songs... So there is, or a lot of the time, not all of them, but a lot of the time there is this melodic element, but it's bringing on an R&B singer Mm -hmm. who might be that aspect of it. Yeah. But like you're kind of like you're saying, he's just, he took that on himself and it hadn't been seen from like the guy. Right. Like the guy singing it, the guy rapping it um, before this. Yep. Yeah, and it shifted too in tone of what was being talked about, you know, got less kind of like I said the vulnerability was already there, but like, you know, 
the pop side of it just changed like and the autotune comes out remember blame it that was huge like trey songs gets really big after that like there's a lot of the way pop right. rap yeah, r&b yeah, you're right hits. came into the pop side of things a lot more yeah. than it did yeah well then it feels like it did in like Akon, actual rap. black eyed peas like yeah I w- you could point to all of that i think to to that album a lot of it i mean black eyed peas were kind of before that and they had their own style but i mean that start and then so where you really see it way later is like um if you play i'm trying to think there's like a good a couple good examples i know you're not a travis scott guy but um travis scott is like a big pulled as a you know he's a big influence from that he named i mean his name comes from kid cuddy because he was a kid cuddy fan scott um juice world if you play uh what's his really popular one lucid dreams yes play that because that's like you you hear the that if you hear these back to back that's two billion plays yeah man the cool thing about Juice World was like he was really good at his craft as well, like as actually at rapping. Like he would have been one of those guys that, like we were talking about with Busta, where he blended it and could do the trend and the wave. But yeah. well, he would have sustained for a yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah. I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. It's, to the point it's so like. It's just like the the concept. Sorry, cut it off kind of early, but the concept of the 808 is like, so, I guess that's also part of it too with Kanye. He's like, like, it's so now or so like the last five years of like hearing just such drowned out 808. Like that's like yeah, most of what you hear mm-hmm. versus so much of what we just played before that was like just blended you know there's an 808 or deep bass sound like kind of blended into yeah the songs they they did not lead anything that was like not a concept no which no. is interesting got one more for you because you'll hear it again it's Lil Uzi Vert Exo Tour Life oh. <laughs> one of my least favorite artists I like this song though Great beat. The flute and hip hop beats is pretty awesome. I guess thinking about it to me that's not that different than what like 50 cent was doing that yeah really yeah because he's not like thinking about like i mean he probably just 50 cent didn't have like the greatest range like his voice wasn't bad but yeah he and he probably wasn't trying to stretch his range <laughs> he's just keeping it in what he could do but thinking about like best friend and like some of these really good hooks that he was singing on to me isn't that different than what they're achieving there they just do it in slightly different styles 
Yeah, to a degree. But I think that might be because someone like 50 Cent was also like kind of ahead of his time, too. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's why his stuff holds up. But yeah. I, I just, that, that whole direction, like, he was the only, maybe not the only one doing that. Whatever, we talked about Ja Rule singing a little bit, but it's like, whatever. But it's like, now, like, those are just two examples. I could play some Travis Scott stuff. We yeah. could go through a bunch of artists that sound a lot like that. Yeah. And that all... I don't want to. I, we don't have to. But that, you know what I mean? Like, that all yeah. started, like, yeah. Roddy Rich, like, all yeah. those guys. Right. Like, um, right. uh, Baby Keem, like, those dudes. Like, they they got that style from that. Like, yeah. that was so influenced by that album. And that was, like, when that came out, too, this is, like, I, I understand the divide on Kanye. I get it. About him being controversial. Or not even controversial, really, anymore. Some people are just like, you're annoying, and I'm done. And fine. But, like, the respect I have for him, not only because he's made some of my favorite music ever, but also, like, that album, like, everybody was, everybody that was a fan of his first three were pissed and hated it. And you had this divide of, like, I was listening to Pete Rosenberg talk about it on a show. Like, he was talking, he's like, it splits where all the kids love, they're like, oh, man, I love this Kanye. And then all the old heads are like, fuck this. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear this. Right. Like that. And then Jesus, like, he was just, like, so daring at times and like didn't care about the commercial appeal like he was just like i want to try new stuff and experiment and like at the time it's it's well it's not well received people go back and look at it like holy shit like a lot of this is really good and inventive and then it pushes hip-hop in a brand new place and where it's like people take it and like run with it i don't know like i just like i I admire him so much i my respect and i wanted to touch on this too with the documentary if people haven't watched the three part series on netflix about him it's super worth the watch just to see because like it literally is filming him from the beginning of his career um and he like acknowledges that like right to the camera not obviously not about like i'm gonna be the next big trend or i'm gonna discover the next big like sound necessarily but he's like i'm not gonna just he basically saying i'm not gonna just conform to what is big right now right i'm gonna make i'm gonna talk about like what i go through and what i think about and a big part of that too was that he knew that he could always produce for people so he was never worried about like not being no. able to you yeah know, right not Falling being able off. to make it yeah um or like you know he could still pay the bills um but he specifically is like why would i just talk about something that i don't know right when i could you know cover things that i think about and i can just put out there and he's like yeah. no one else is doing that yeah like he says it like exactly what is gonna happen basically and that's amazing yeah yeah right i just like, and then that clearly that mindset is what then continued to for him to find the new trend or find the new sounds just whatever he wanted to make because yeah. he always had the drive to just like do that like that authentic basically authentic whatever was in his head it was he was gonna do he wasn't gonna conform to what was like just to be popular what was gonna make it on the radio right no i know i yeah i don't know it's just it it was really cool going back through and just hearing like having that pointed out where it's like wow you really see the flip so heavy in rap music and then like i mean drake was influenced by kanye so was kid cuddy those two influenced a bunch of artists down the line too like yeah. it's just like it just changed it so much and now it's like you can you can see how there's the steps to like now that hip-hop is the number one music like you could see it like you can watch it happen and be like okay like this is how it got to the mass appeal because it went now it covers a range of like 
everybody's experience. Like it started with just being like, you know, and at baseline, it'll always be an African-American form of music, you know? Like, I think that's like, it's, it'll always have its roots in that. There'll always be that, which I think is, that's the other part of it that was like, it, I, I think I've said this before. That's so cool was that the story, like the storytellers of that thing, it was like, I don't know. Like, I think one of the best things to come of it was it's almost healing in a way because it's like you get as a person that has no experience with growing up like that like you get to hear from them and like you you can understand each other a little bit better yeah yeah, and like that's just like that's that's always the baseline of like how you're gonna heal tensions and stuff like that is just how can we understand even if we don't agree even if whatever it's like can you understand that other person and it's like rap is that bridge like that's like that's I think was is the best thing about it. That's the good that came out of this, you know. The yeah. bad, Florida. <laughs> you got Florida. yeah. I don't know. Is he considered a rapper? <laughs> yeah. He should, raps. Should he be? <laughs> he fucking was a hip hop artist. Yeah, you guess know. So. And he came out of this. He conformed. He conformed. But it. Good for him. I'm sure, he's a, I'm sure he's a great dude. I'm sure I'm going to beat him one day and feel he's like an asshole like for all nice. the, the shitty things I've said. I think he gets bullied on social media or something. Really? It's, I don't know. I remember when we were talking about it the one time. He like... Or oh, maybe that was I don't want to pile on. I don't remember. I, I don't remember exactly. I, I, it was... <laughs> was I it him he, or Lou Bega? Because I'm not, I'm not backing down on, on that guy. No, it wasn't him, but I could see him do, trying that. Just like yeah. trying to get back... Like... I'm relevant. I'm relevant and not being relevant at all. Just he's like got force, enough money for the rest of in. his life. He's he's good, you know. He's still coming out with music. Yeah, you know who actually like I good. I know we we rag on him a lot, Pitbull, but like I've heard him in interviews and stuff like that. He's actually like a pretty genuine, like understands what he's doing type of dude. <laughs> like he just like he's corny, but like he's yeah. like I respect him. I don't mind him, you know. I don't think he's good at rapping, but like, you know, he is what he is. Yeah, he is what he is. Like I'll take him over Flo Rida for sure. Yeah, fuck yeah. But 100%. I also don't hate all Florida songs. There's some that are catchy in there. I like Sugar for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> that beginning of it for some reason is like an earworm to me. Wait, did you did you write down? I, I wrote down some flash in the pan guys from this that we either wrote not, the trend. Not or... specific because like we were we basically covered some like yeah. throughout, but we can totally hit on some. I wrote down Shaggy because. Oh. Early 2000s is when It Wasn't Me came out And whatever the other one was That is other one big hit and then... Angel? Yeah, sorry Such a good song My bad <laughs> Man, I don't think Angel? about that as rap But I guess it is Yeah Right? Yeah, right It's just kind of like A little bit different yeah. I guess right. would be uh, Shaggy, Ray J Another one um, Dem Franchise Boys Young Jock, Young Buck Chingy, Chingy yeah. And Jake One that's who I had written down. Jake one. Yeah. Not a vague idea, though. <laughs> yeah, so those guys kind of rode a wave. Who the heck does Laffy Taffy? That is, I think it's like a letter. It's like it's like an acronym. Isn't D4 it like D4L? D4L? D4L sounds right. I think right. that's right. Um, Say that, Laffy Taffy. Yeah. Um, Rob, the Jewish oh, we didn't talk about you this. Agree. You're right. Paul, Ra- Paul Wall. Yeah. Randy Trivia number 65. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs ever. Dude, Paul Wall's can rap. Is he saying the bottom row is gold? Or no. bottom rose gold? I would think because top diamond 
bottom rose gold. Oh, it could still make sense either, either way. way. You're right, dude. <laughs> it's a double entendre. That's why. Thanks, Paul. Mr. Wall. Platinum and white gold. Traditional gold. I'm changing grills every day. Like Jay changed clothes. I might be grilled out nicely. In my white tee. On South Beach. In my white beat. Dude, the good old days when Nelly just had a Band-Aid on his face. <laughs> and when he was a running back for the prison team. You remember that? The meat machine? <laughs> yeah. God, what a crazy time. A song we have stuck in your head. <sighs> Love this song. There's another person I was going to bring up after we brought up Shaggy, and I can't remember. Oh, dude. I, I, I mean, Sean Paul is worth talking about, just briefly. Mm-hmm. But, like... What, I for, it was one of his songs in the playlist that I completely forgot about. I think it might be my favorite Sean Paul song oh, that I, I just forgot. I'm going to guess what it is. Yeah, put it on. I'm going to guess what it is. Because I think I had this same thing happen to me. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Put it on. Now isn't this one. Okay, because this one's really good. Is this Give It Up To Me? That's another go. I like that one. Baby Boy? This is a great one. <laughs> Whatever that little guitar thing is, is great. Alright, what is it? Hold on. This is early Beyonce, too. Destiny's Child or Beyonce? Beyonce. It's a great one. Um, get busy. I was gonna guess that, but I thought it was too obvious. Dude, I really like that one. Oh, I forgot a, about it's it. It's a really good song. Yeah. It's so the energy, dude. It's so good. Like when the claps come in and everything. Yeah, this part. Let's have a little flute. I like, I think like this is like the most hype one. Like I'd be so excited for this to come on to dance to. Oh, a burst temperature? Yeah, I, I think so. I agree, yeah. I agree for sure. I think I gotta get this on. That's so, the refrain's the, so good. On the car. The car with us. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. That's a really, really good one. Um... I'm going to look at my notes one more time and see if there's anything. We kind of talked about long-term effects. You want to go best and worst? Your favorites and least favorites maybe real quick? Just the, what, what pops in your head? Is there anything you were going through and you are like, I don't want to fucking listen to this? Outside of Lollipop, which you're insane for? <laughs> Surprisingly not. Um, I think... I think just because of like most of the playlists that like you'll go through are generally... like The best ones? Yeah, well-liked songs. But going through the some of the southern trend stuff is, is it's like i could never yeah. i don't ever need to hear some of this again no which is which is funny i mean we didn't get through that much but there's a lot there like yeah like the dance songs know, the, aren't good yeah right yeah them franchise dude i didn't realize how old stanky leg was that's an old song how old are we talking like oh five? Oh yeah yeah like I, I didn't realize that i thought that was like a 2010s thing but that's like you know yeah early 2000s that was a that was a thing like yeah that i don't need to hear that again that and um snap your fingers <laughs> yeah you know yeah all those ones 
You know, it's it's funny. I mean, we really didn't give him enough credit at all. But Eminem was a fucking force, and we just yeah, but you, that would sure. take like a whole episode to cover that. Yeah, and it's like everybody knows it almost. You know. Yeah, it's like I don't really have to talk about that. And oh, I don't know about I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I feel like on my somewhat limited knowledge of it, but still, I feel like he. He didn't. He definitely had an influence on, on like certain rappers or like, but no rappers that seemed like ever really came about from it. You know, like it seemed like this like kind of odd style in this white rapper who yeah, he's who, hard to who bite. was kind of was yeah he was kind of yeah odd like just an yeah. oddball in the game like definitely a lot of smaller rappers came up from it, but like I feel like. And, and, he, and I don't think he ever was really trying to do that anyway. He just yeah. was doing his thing, and he would put out music when he wanted to, and right. it was weird and funny and yeah. like just crazy good at, I think, at his rhymes. Like, I think it's just harder to pinpoint. So, like, the guys that I think went to do, not shock rap, but, like, kind of that kind of stuff, like Tyler, the Creator's early stuff, I could say, like, that dude listened to Eminem. Earl Sweatshirt, like, those guys, like, they were, like, kind of... Sure, for that type of thing. Yeah, and, like, even, like, just, like, uh, the... Some of it, like, um... J. Cole's actually talked a lot about, like, his... If you... There's there's a song he has called, uh... What the fuck is it called? He made it when he was, like, 14, and it's hilarious, because you can hear him. He's just, like, a teenager with, like, a high-pitched voice making a rap song. But he, like... It's Eminem's delivery. You can hear it earlier if you listen to, like, Infinite and, um... Like the the Slim Shady LP, like before he like kind of did like the crazy shit, like that's more like you can hear where people drew an influence from him because he's a ridiculous. Obviously, everybody knows he's a ridiculous lyricist, yeah, like yeah. one of the best ever. Yeah. So like that pulled that kind of intricate rapping, like people definitely pulled from that. But I think it's just harder because it's like if you you one he has such a crazy style with the other stuff and like the way he raps too and rhymes like. He does like backwards bullshit and like it's just like that's so hard to copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he's just like it's hard to it's hard to hear the influence as clear as like you do with like the Kanye stuff. But like it's there. I think it's just more subtle. That guy was ridiculous, man. That's another that's another thing about pulling it into the mainstream, you know? He when he was the first really huge white rapper. <laughs> Love this song. The way you shake it. I can't believe it. I ain't never seen a ass like that. <laughs> These verses are so ridiculous. <laughs> you make my baby go. Da doing doing doing. I don't believe it. It's almost too good to be true. But, uh, I ain't never seen a really. Ass like that. But when you make a song like this, say so a lot of people don't want to be influenced by it, you know? Because like he just he doesn't care. No. And like think about someone who maybe just didn't get him. Who was in the studio with him or like heard this and they're just like, like you're putting this on an album, you know? But obviously it, it worked. Dude, there's a, I mean, there's some of it was just like, I mean, he's got an Indian accent or, yeah. you know, it was a Middle Eastern accent in the entire song, right. basically. Yeah. Some of it really didn't go well, though. <laughs> like, Fack. Yeah, yeah. Fack is terrible. Like, he had some shit that was just like, this is awful, but. Yeah. Because he didn't care. He didn't care. Yeah, it's like Kanye anyway, he just didn't give a shit. But like, uh, someone brought that up. Tom Rosenbaum, he sent a song into us one time, I think, or a couple. But um, he, uh, I remember we were talking about in high school because we <laughs> we'd always listen to Rain Man, and like he was just saying, 
because his brother was the one that got him into this type of music like when he was younger and uh i remember talking he was just like can you imagine like being on the other side of that booth and listening to him do like the second rayman verse when he's just like <laughs> i mean that's the case for so many of his songs too <laughs> yeah like it's just like this insane yeah. white guy yeah you know but no one ever fucked with him man like that like uh, there's a clip but it's because the... you like you also couldn't doubt his genius no like you'd be like it's so weird but this guy like yeah whatever he's doing it's just like insane he's got this yeah you can't go at Eminem dude he's got it there was a there was a remember like there's a compilation of like other rappers talking about him and there was two interesting I remember the game he kind of he went back on it recently when he was talking about he would do a versus with Eminem not in any like malicious way but he was like I used to think Eminem was better than me and he was like no I don't um but it was it was like more of like a fun competition thing. But I remember like when he was it was when Recovery came out and they were interviewing him and they were like, "What do you think of it?" And he was like, "Classic, I love it." And um, he was like, he was like, "Do you ever notice that like no one wants to be for them and him?" He's like, "Even back in the day when I was going at the entire G unit and all the Fifty Cent." And then he's like, "I stayed away from the white boy." He's like he shreds MCs. He's like, yeah. "I don't want to." And then you're right. like, "What would you do if he went came at you with a beef?" He was like, "Run." He's like I'm not gonna battle rap him. Yeah, it's like he'll have the most yeah the most ultimate. He's got the yeah the the beginnings of it yeah so like and then um, so every so often i watch that yeah. eight mile oh god um, last dude. rap battle scene so cool yeah with <laughs> i might Ant- watch it after with this fucking the falcon from yeah from the avengers. yeah um great movie but the the other one was 50 cent was talking about him and he was saying like he was talking about he said hip-hop will always be black music he's like it always will be but he's like he's like and unfortunately for some people they have a huge problem with a white artist that does it better than black artists um, and he's he was saying he was like but he'll he was like he can go toe to toe with anybody he's like give him all the prep they want he's like can put him in front of that guy he's like he'll eat him alive and the way he said it it was like you could tell he was just like like so delivery, true like himself. yeah like I can't and I was yeah. just like fuck man like that's so crazy yeah. like just everybody's like I do not want a piece of him I have a a good question for you so for the eighties into the nineties and what Rakim to hip hop yeah other than because we can't we can't say Kanye with 808s is there anybody that you could pinpoint as as someone you could say any one person or any one style or trend that like brought it to the next level uh, like like he did like it doesn't have to be obviously in the same exact way lyrically but like that completely changed the tra- trajectory. I think my my easy, simple answer, which obvious, is is Biggie. I think that that guy lyrically was ridiculous, and like the people that came before him, like that's like the jump from Rock him to Biggie is like, yeah, Jesus, this is a whole other level. It's of like, like a key to unlocking, yeah, just lyricism. The next generation, yeah, of, it's almost like oh wow, like this is possible. Like it's just sometimes you need somebody to do something like yeah yeah I know what you, you mean you know what I mean like you, and you can even listen back to some of his songs and you're like how did he think of connecting some of those yeah these words and, and, and it was like so the cool the delivery yeah. like it was just like that was a whole nother it's like I think the best analogy I could come up with is like Steph Curry's range where it's like he's taking shots and making them where like you used to look at that and people would be like that's a dumb thing to do yeah. but like he got so efficient and he was like oh we could you can learn to do like you could get good at it uh-huh. but just no one no one just had that in their head of like what's the point it's a low percentage shot like why would I ever work on it and he just got amazing at it and then people are like okay like now now a lot of people can do it Dame not 
maybe that degree. But like Dame can do it. Even like some of the bigger guys, like you can pull up from that range. Yeah. If you just work on it. And it's like, yeah. I think he's one of those people where you're just like, he wrapped in such a way where it's like, okay, that's possible. And now people take that and run with it and improve upon it and build yeah. on it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, Jay Z is probably another person like that too. Just the cleverness and. I I think Lil Wayne's in that boat as far as punchline yeah. rappers. Like I feel it's like just also like, the, the production of Jay Z is yeah. like v- noticeably better mm-hmm. than a lot of other artists, and I'm sure that that a lot of people would point to something like that being a big yeah a big thing too. And he was like kind of an earlier version of Fifty Cent too, where it's like he had a bunch of street stuff growing up yeah. with drugs and yeah. things, and then like people were like not questioning your legitimacy about talking about that kind of thing yeah he was just so cool too like his whole delivery and everything like that it was the same type of thing just smooth and like that wasn't like i don't know it's just like he's another kind of guy that like that's why those guys get discussed for forever same yeah. thing with snoop dogg yeah. probably the same kind of like delivery like he you know obviously lyrical too but they just have styles of ways of doing things where it's just like they just they're cemented mm-hmm. you know Will we run out of those? Will we run out of no. new styles of hip hop? They just got to not die. Honestly, I think Juice World probably would have been one of those people that just would have pushed it into a new direction. Mac mm-hmm. Miller is arguably one of those guys that put. If you talk to like like JID, references him as part of like just bringing that musicality into rap. You know, there's always going to be people that just do. That's just it's just always how it is. As long as you have the freedom to innovate like that, like you're always going to have people that just push boundaries like it's just like it's kind of inevitable yeah you know i i I definitely agree i'm just wondering if hip-hop is more in a box it's more constrained than like a regular artist who might feel like they have any any direction they could go any style they could go in when hip-hop like you're trying to stay as a hip-hop artist and like you're you're trying to somewhat stay in a lane obviously like with people like mac miller or just those influences that do open it up more than yeah then maybe like it started here and then it just starts to like widen as people open it up like you're saying but right like will there be a point where you just you're you're as wise as it can get still within rap i think maybe this is an annoying person to bring up, but I think you got to give him credit in this way. But he wasn't that great at the rap part of it. He was all right. It was MGK with he's went from rap to like pop punk. Like, I think you're going to have people that are going to be able to do more than one genre and yeah. then blend them. And it'll be like, oh, here's like an alternative artist that also is an amazing rapper. Yeah. Like that's probably, it's probably just going to like those barriers right. between genres. That's going to be how it has to be Because probably. they keep breaking anyway. Like yeah. rap is like the sub genres of hip hop and rap and any style of music. Like, you know, with yeah. all the shit they throw at you on Spotify now of like yeah. indie soul, like that's just going to keep breaking and breaking and breaking and breaking. Yeah. And then like maybe you'll end up having like new hybrid ones where it's like, okay, like we can, like this, this range of alternative hip hop soul music falls in this category. That's like a new one that has yet to be invented. But it's like, it'll probably just like, they'll widen but i just feel like that's the next thing but you know yeah who the fuck knows i mean you, you could come along that's with what the, we're here to figure out we're here to figure it out <laughs> and determine it but maybe maybe that'll be maybe that'll be the thing maybe it'll just be somebody that comes along with 
a blending of vocals and rap and a bunch of stuff that's just brand new or rhyme schemes or like whatever. You yeah. never, you really don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. That's all I got for yeah. 2000s rap. What do we what hip-hop. do we leave people off with? Um, go listen to 2000s hip hop okay. and and appreciate where the roots came from. The roots? Yeah, roots, uh, you know? I think I don't know. I think it's uh people you gotta you gotta remember where all these like new artists came from to really appreciate them in that way all right i'm gonna put you to the challenge here and if you want to look through your playlist and take a second to answer this then feel free okay because we will we can cut it out but if you you know if you're meeting an alien species for the first time and they have no clue what rap is oh and you had no no not not any rap yeah but you had to pick from this 2000s playlist you know, 2000s time. I'm sure it's gonna be something that falls that's on your playlist now. Um, what would you pick? That's it, it so doesn't, hard. It doesn't have to be like this is what is like this encompasses 2000s rap. It should be one of your top favorites, but that you have to pick one to then show someone. Dude, that's such a hard question. Yeah. So then take your goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, la 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 la. I rediscovered this as well. Great song. You know who we didn't cover? Who? Who wasn't that good, but... Fat Joe? Yes. He wasn't that, like, Oh, overall. my God, I forgot about this song. Are you serious? This is such a good song. Yeah, like, this song's so good. He, his library of music isn't that good, but he's got quite a swagger to him. Yeah. He can rap. Yeah, I came up with a song, like, last year. Scott! Who's on this one? Scott Storch. I don't give a fuck about your faults or mishaps, nigga. We from the Bronx, New York, shit happens. Kids clapping, let us spark the place. Half the niggas in the squad got a scar on their face. It's a cold world and this is ice. Half a meal for the charm, nigga. This is ice. Dude, this is impossible. I don't know how you're ever going to expect me to pick one. I'm not even, I mean, obviously, it's not like... This is the one song okay. that is your favorite of all time. So, so I would say, just off the top, like just the things that come immediately to my head, "Hater to Love It's up there because it's just like it's a great thing of production and like the rhyme, like the, just like those two dudes are like legitimate rappers and like hip hop. They embody it pretty well. Miss Jackson is another one that comes to Ooh. mind. Um, I'm just doing a just a, a yeah. quick reminder. Honestly, that is a. I think that's a, a really solid pick. That's a good one for like. It's got a lot of the elements that you yeah. want. Yeah, I Ms. think Jackson would be interesting. Miss Jackson's a cool one because it's got the. That's such, they're so good, dude. I was trying to actually think about this the other day, as far as like, best rap verses of all time that I could think of. Have you ever heard Andre 3000's verse in Equemini? Yes, but I don't think I've heard that in a long time. Yeah, that might be worth playing. That one's like, just real quick before we close this out. But that one's a, that, that's not a oh, 2000. Is that, is that your answer, by the way? I think so. I okay. think it's Hater to Love It. I like that because it's also not like the easy way out. No. You know? Yeah. The easy way out is, uh, is Kanye's most popular song off of late registration or something, you know. Flashing lights would be another good one. 
It's towards the end. Yeah, back up. Myself, so you go out and tell a friend. Sin all depends on what you believe in. And faith is what you make it. That's the hardest shit since MC Ren. Alien can blend right on in with your kin. Look again, cause I swear I spot one every now and then. It's happening again. Wish I could tell you when. Yeah, Andre, this is play. Andre. Y'all is just gonna have to put the fucking mic on. Mic is on. Okay. He didn't play throw some D's either. <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know what's another good one? Is how we do. And that one? By the game. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Put that on. Oh, dude, I meant to bring this up because I forgot it was like it, it was shown to me in the, one of the playlists, and I was like, "Fucking that fucking song." This is good. Hold on. This one goes hard. This is like I want to be in those cars that bounce. I never remember that this is not Fifty Cent's song. Yeah, technically. And neither is Hater Love It, which is also weird. yeah, yeah. This is how we do. We make a move and act a fool while we up in the club. This is how we do. Nobody do it like we do it, so show us some love. This is how we do. We make a move and act a fool while we up in the club. This is how we do. Nobody do it like we do it, so show us some love. Can I put one on real quick? Because I, I want you to. No, I want you to just hear it. I don't want to tell you. You know what I. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just still thinking. Yeah. Like. You know, I'm. I might do something like this. Yeah, dude. We, we didn't really didn't. We didn't acknowledge him enough. There's so many good ones, dude. It's really hard to like. This was a Kanye beat, wasn't it? This was a Timbaland beat. Oh. This is the black eye, right? Yeah. Wait, what is the one? Lucifer? No, no, they reference in the kind of documentary a bunch of times. Jay-Z's like, this guy made... He made Lucifer. No, it was, it was a song that was huge. It's on this album? I don't know if it, if it was or not. Let me look real quick, because I can tell you. Yeah. Like, I know of them, so. This was the first one that Kanye Kanye did. 
He did Lucifer. I don't remember. I was gonna say Never Let Me Down, but that's kind of song. Yeah, what is it? It's um. Is it What More Can I Say? Oh, it's Izzo. It's Izzo. Oh yes. They're like this guy did Izzo, and everyone's like freaking out about it because I mean that beat is insane. Dude, I. Are you ready? <laughs> when did this come out? 2000 something. Fort Minor. It's Fort Minor, dude. I'm Shinoda. It's like Let's this. Go. You you know all the words, all right? No. I don't. Did you at one point? No way. I never was disappointed. I no, 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 no. I, I, I wasn't a hater of the song. I liked it, but I wasn't as into it as a lot of my friends were. I get it. It's a, it was a good pump-up song. Yeah, for the time. I remember this being like the background of like the People Are Amazing videos on YouTube, like compilations. <laughs> the, the delivery is really kind of intriguing, though. Right? Like, it's not bad. The, it's objectively good. Light aggressiveness, if that makes sense. You know, it's not DMX, yeah. but it's... It feels legit. But you know what also? The, don't they use the instrumental in Souls uh, of Glory? Am I remembering that? I don't, I don't as like so. a, Yeah, they use it as the background in the beginning when they're talking about um, Jimmy McElroy's background. They use this song? Yeah, they use or is it just kind of like the instrumental? I guess maybe it's not. I pre I really, I'm pretty sure it is. Because the timing of that, I think, makes sense too. Yeah. The percentages part always made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. By the way, just for those for people looking for, it's it's worth mentioning. Um, I think underground rap from this period of time. Um, Blue is a great artist. Mad Villain. Mad Villainy came out during this time, which I think is one of the best rap albums ever. John Holden can back me up on that. Rest in peace, MF Doom. It was him and Mad Lib. That's it's the gray cover where it's just his like the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that is like the production on that one is just so insane. Like trying to uh Go back. Everybody knew the words of this. I can't believe you did. Like the all the beats to like everything on this freaking album was like this one. So chaotic, but he and his voice is so cool. Yeah, on the on the keys. Yeah, it sounds like their intro. Yeah, yeah. Like Ready, bro. He's like one of the best lyricists ever. That actually would be a, a sweet way to have started that. Yeah. Have like a radio voice. Yeah. They like introducing, right. and then all and he of a sudden just comes he comes in. This one, this is Figaro, and then Curls. This is, I think, my favorite one. I love this beat so much. When did this come out? This came out 2004. So right in that time, man. He just had a early start. To me, this sounds so ahead of its time. This is like, you, this album could come out like yesterday, and I would believe it. 
compliments of the town jeweler. Left back now, schooler, trying to sound cooler. On the microphone known as the crown ruler. And then, uh, Never lied tomorrow when we said we found the moon. Atmosphere. I really like. Oh, Atmosphere. Atmosphere. I saw Atmosphere awesome. live. What? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He's, when? Uh, I guess they were at Penn State's like free concert I thought and I they were like the but I didn't stop cuz you was third act of like way. eight they were, they were so early name, you, you know they're not that big but do they have a I million monthly listeners I've got a bunch of songs or I used to have a bunch of songs by them on. this is I think their best one the song yesterday life love stress you know sunshine sunshine's great I love sunshine that's a song about being hung over though that's like that's interesting that you're like you like What's the best day? Best day is good. Oh, this one's good. You ever hear um, Aesop Rock? Yep. Know him? That's a... Uh... You ever heard of Chris Webby? <laughs> <laughs> I had a rough day, but that's life. It happened. This beat's so cool. I love this. This one just gets me like... I feel like I'm running through like trying to get away from something. Yes. You know? Like I'm in a, in a video game or something. Yeah. 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 He is apparently... I think I told you about this. We don't have to go for much longer. Um, but... They did this really cool thing where they, they took the entire, basically, like, database of rap lyrics by rappers and... Rank them according to how many individual oh, words yeah, they yeah. use. Like, non repeated words, and he's like far and away number yeah. one. Yeah. What I always find interesting about points like that is like, but did what he put together mean anything? Or yeah. was it just to rhyme? Right. And I'm sure so much of the time it was just to rhyme, and that is fine. That's just like a style that it wasn't to tell a story necessarily. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time, it might just be like punchlines. Like Lil Wayne might have four lines that aren't related to each other at all. Yeah. But because the punchline sets up right, they're all different. Right. But still, it's interesting. Like a lot of the time, I'm sure he was saying nothing of actual value. It just rhymed and flowed really well together. Yeah. And that's just, you know, I mean, that's just how rappers, especially right. rappers that have that fast flow, even like logic was like, yeah, it was like that. Just like those guys are impressive because it's like. Also, I was thinking about this earlier. I never said it though. When we were talking about Twista, like I remember talking to my friend about it. Like, you have to write so much more because you're, yeah, you're so many words. Yeah, like you're deliver. Like it's harder. You yeah. know, like those guys are actually they make it harder on themselves. Joe's new song is out, by the way. Already? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Midnight. Nope. Should we listen to it? He sent. He he sent it to me. Well, he didn't send it to me. He sent me the Instagram thing. We should. Okay. It is called Back in the City. Live reaction! Produced by Joe, engineered by Danny, and vocals by Matt. The trio. Back in 
Brooklyn, the city I was raised from. Running with my dogs, long time, been the same ones. Feel like Jimmy with me, moving swiftly, him my train come. Said he speak my truth, no conversation I refrain from. Told my people I'ma make it happen and I made some. Dollars while avoiding all the squabbles every day, son. We can break some the bread about a collar Christ with some raisins. <laughs> yes, Feeling like I'm on a rocket ship with all the rain. <laughs> it's like very regular. Yeah. Though I can relate, I felt that way once. Know my best advice is just to say some. I've been in alignment for a minute. Got my rhyming feeling liquid. Hit the stage and step up to the plate. Don't want to miss it. I got love for mom and dad. My little bro and little sister. And all the other feminine. If I ain't seeing you know I miss you. Grip the mic till I got blisters. Have some liquid got me lifted. Evening of my birth, the greatest thing that I was gifted is my life. And I was born to live it different. But gifts don't mean a thing unless I'm doing something with it. Is it the whole thing? Yeah. Wow. It's really short. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I feel like the, the framework is there. I feel like it needs like a hook. Yeah, I was that's what I thought. I thought yeah, we got so, a hook. Something coming. in the yeah. middle. Or if like you just you know, do have the hook there and then yeah, I know. do another voice. I was waiting another for another verse. Yeah. That was good. Get Joe he's, on the hook. He's got a, I don't, <laughs> Joe on the hook, dude. I would love Joe on the hook. He's got a cool voice, Matt. It's like it's you know like it's actually like, like suitable like a lot of people low, that you but yeah. not at the same time. It's funny like a lot of people sometimes when like not that they're just regular people but people you know that make music and like you're just like I don't know if you have the voice like I feel like you yeah, need yeah. like the for rap 100%, like you need the voice that is like he's very got relevant. like like he could actually be like make it. He's got the voice for it. Yeah, yeah, that is a very real thing, and there's only yeah. so like few people that can make it through without having just because that yeah, just because they have that's so hard to yeah, do. just like yeah, it's it's an important part of it for sure. All right, should we finally wrap, wrap yep. this episode up? Probably. That was fun, dude. I really, obviously, it's easy for me to talk about because I'm I'm such a fan. So, sorry, just blocking a post here. You're blocking one. Yeah. Spam. Oh. Do you want to partner up and make fifteen hundred dollars a day or something? I don't know. Do you? Did they say it like that? Something like that, yeah. Fifteen hundred dollars a day. I'm Doug Dimmerdome. <laughs> Clearly, we've been recording for too long. But uh, no, I mean, go go appreciate your two thousands hip hop, right, ladies and gents. There's a lot of underappreciated stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, that. and stuff that you just forgot was that good. Yeah. That was my biggest takeaway from this was like, oh my God, there's so much music from this that I don't even, like the a little bit I have in my like songs, like I'm going to, I expanded it so much more just doing this research. Yeah. So go back. You'll be pleasantly surprised. You might reevaluate your favorite Sean Paul song. True. Yeah. Also, they might not be surprised because we did just play a lot of stuff, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. <laughs> there's a shit ton we didn't mention though. Yeah. We didn't even touch on Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah. Bar- we talked about Eminem. We didn't play any of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go back and look. Go back and look. And for all the people that are going to yell that at us, all of them, all the millions of people that are going to be upset of the people we forgot to mention, fuck off. I don't know. We, we didn't. I don't think we missed too much. We hit, we, the, we hit the big we hit ones. The, we hit the big ones. Yeah. yeah. You get the Jaw Rule. You get the Paul Wall. You do? We did get the Paul. Yeah, right. we got the we Paul, got Wall, the Paul br- Wall briefly. You know, Paul Wall and Hulk Hogan's daughter have a song together. And that's where we're going to leave you on this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you good with that? I guess. I brought up such cool information. And I don't want to end on it, but it's fine. We can. It's called uh, About oh, Us. Oh, you're still going? By the way, Brooke Hogan and Paul Wall. Look it up. Oh, Brooke Hogan. Yeah, Brooke Hogan. Remember they had a reality TV yeah. show? And yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I know that. Yeah. So. 
All right. Anyway. <laughs> listen to it, brother. Follow, uh, listen. Yeah, all right. That's how we'll end it, brother. <laughs> <laughs>